record this, so I'm just nervous. Welcome to the Mother of All Wounds podcast. My name is Christy Bellish. This is my first episode, episode one. I am super nervous. I might lose my voice. I have my coffee here, which is my crack and water. And I'm just going to I'm just going to do this. I've got a notebook. I've got my crystals, my tarot cards. I've I'm sitting in the reclined position at the kitchen table in a house that I didn't even ever think I would be able to be in in my life and this podcast was birthed out of this entire week of deep deep meditation with the full moon and mushroom journeys. Um, I've been on several mushroom journeys. I want to introduce myself. I'm a stand-up comic. Right now I'm in the middle of the desert in between, um, in an area, in a region near Joshua Tree, California. And after all the comedy clubs and venues and open mics and bar shows and road gigs closed. I was in Los Angeles in North Hollywood, California in an apartment situation that was unhealthy and toxic for me. And I was like, how am I going to make it through quarantine in this extremely toxic situation? Um, I was basically stuck in one room I am a roamer. I'm always out doing, you know, I'm a comedian, so stand-up comics, we go out every single night working, practicing, preparing, and and once everything closed, I found myself having to ask myself, what do I really, really need? What does my body really need? And my body really needs nature. And unfortunately, where I was living um, in North Hollywood, there there were parks that I could walk to. But after everybody's um, own quarantine situations hit, what happened is the parks became extremely crowded. And even walking around the neighborhood was just really dangerous. And I did not have a car at the time I now have a house and a car, a car of my own, um, which I, which I'm learning is the, the beauty is the diamond in the rough of this quarantine situation is the quarantine has actually brought me back to my roots, brought me back to what I love and brought me back to myself, even though I love stand-up comedy so much. And the whole reason why I was in L.A. to begin with was to really commit to be able to commit to myself for the first time in my life. I moved to L.A. on January the 6th or the 9th. My days run together. I took a Greyhound bus across the country. It was my second time moving to L.A. The first time I moved out with an ex of mine and the situation became codependent and toxic and scary and led me to a a time frame where I was pretty much almost homeless. I don't want to say I was completely homeless because 
I at least had couches to stay on and sublets and Airbnbs, but they were not easy situations. And that gets me to why I'm doing this podcast is because finally, I finally, as a, as a woman, and I'm not going to say a girl because I moved to LA the first time as a girl, and this is the first time I moved back to LA as a budding woman and as all of us were, was thrown a wrench. We are all being thrown a wrench right now and much sending love to those who don't get a chance to have the peace and solitude I have in this moment. And for me, for me, it's anything but peace and solitude. Um, But yet it is peace and solitude because the battles that I've been through through stand-up weren't just because of stand-up. It was because of family members getting sick, um, people dying, uh, you know, the, the, the wrenches that life throws us that I had to put myself second every single time. And this is the first time in a long time other than making the decision to be a stand-up comic and leaving my job, my very cushy job at Columbia University Medical Center, an Ivy League institution where I was, I was thriving. I, I don't want to say thriving on, on a paper level. So financial-wise, I was okay. As a manager of a laboratory at the age of 25, 26, and I'm not touting myself, I'm saying like, It took a lot to lose everything and I lost every penny and then, and then karma (laughs) on top of that. It's interesting those, those sections of your life where you have to make these decisions and you don't know where you're going to end up, but you know you're going to end up somewhere. And that's why ultimately I'm push, I'm pushing myself beyond the limit recording this podcast because this is this is the deepest part of my heart right now that I'm afraid to even show and I maybe that's why my voice keeps cracking this whole week maybe I'm going through puberty of a sort um I do have fears because there's those fears about you know if something's going good does that mean that Something's going to be thrown at me immediately. Is everybody going to be safe? I, I can't tell you how many, when all this went down, even being in a rough situation in an apartment um, in Los Angeles, how many beans and Instacarts and Amazon orders I was shipping to my family in Maryland because I was just, I couldn't be with them. I was afraid I was going to contaminate them because that's a whole other part of Venus. Um, I'll get into that in a second, um, of love, I guess, and OCD and fear of contamination and fear of being dirty and fear of being too loud or fear of being too much or too strong or too annoying or too talkative. But in this case, when this all went down, like everything went through my mind, I was like, and this is stuff I do want to talk about. I, I am political. I grew up political. I grew, grew up in Maryland. 
near and in Washington, was born in Washington, D.C. I'm from a political region of the country. This whole quarantine situation is political. Whether we view it as certain types of politics or not, we are at war in any realm that we decided. What I was told on mushrooms is the mother is at war. That's Mother Earth. And it it's my duty. That's how I feel. I feel like this is my job. I feel like this is my task. I feel like this is my assignment to talk about this wound. The wound of the moon, which is the mother, mother earth, mother water, mother, you know, mother planet. The wound of the patriarchy, which is not like the raw, raw, although it is, but it, it, it is raw, actually. It's the sun, the patriarchy, the, the poisoned patriarchy, not the good men out there. There, there. This is something that mushrooms told me, is that there are good men out there. And to just be open to the fact that there are. And this leads me to why this podcast even got initiated other than the mushrooms is that, you know, I've been going through these mushroom cycles. I am an astrologer as well as being a comedian. I've been an astrologer for over 10 years, practicing for about six now, probably longer, but I am a, also a professional astrologer and that is my business that keeps me, keeps food on the table, that keeps the rent paid. And that's going to be part of this podcast as well. Um, I'm going to keep having to drink water. <laughs> um, that's my Mercury and Pisces. I'm in the desert and there is, you know, I have to be very careful about water. Um, so in fact, let's just grab some. I had a cup, but it's not enough. One cup is not enough. So we're just going to be in the kitchen and get in some water. Um, but I was, uh, I was... I'm in this house that I found. I was I, my my very good friend John, who's also a comedian, musician, and baseball person. Um, who I actually might have him on this podcast because he he has a great story and he has a love. You know, we all have love wounds and mother wounds, and he's like my little brother. And. Um, when all this was going down around my birthday, so my birthday is March 30th, everything was going down already um, with the quarantine, I was fucking depressed, it was my birthday, I just denied it, I was like, I don't care, I don't need a birthday, like, I never celebrate my birthday anyway, but people were texting me and just being really amazing, and John sent me a message, and he's like, why don't you just come out to Joshua Tree? And on the news, they had been saying, like, don't rush out to a small town. You're going to infect everybody. And, of course, there's my wound that I'm contaminated. Even though I think we all have this and we've all been exposed. And quite frankly, I took a bus, a Greyhound bus from Baltimore, Maryland, all the way across the country with the intent of going to Las Vegas because I was too scared to even go to L.A. And then when I got to Vegas or even on my route there was just so much 
upheaval. It took me like it took me so long to get to even get to LA because of snowstorms and ice storms and buses breaking down and it was just the journey of journeys for me to even get to Los Angeles. So when all of this was going down, I was like, I'm fucking sticking this bitch out. You know, I am not, um, I'm not giving up. And I didn't even have a place to live when I came across the country. I thought I was going to end up in Vegas and get an apartment in Vegas, which is very inexpensive. And then just take the mega bus every Monday to, um, the comedy store or to downtown LA and then take the, the, the train, um, to the bus, to the comedy store and do the, the potluck sign up and kill Tony sign up every Monday. So I was going to do that for like a year and save money and then figure out how to get into LA. But when I was taking the bus across the country, um, I just kept getting these pangs of please get to LA, please get to LA, please get to LA. And after all the bus breaking down, like I had two bus breakdowns, um, they overcrowded the bus. There were ice storms that delayed us. There was one, I think, over 12-hour delay in Indianapolis um, where I just slept on the floor. And quite honestly, that's probably where I got COVID. I think I already had this bitch. And it, I know I got it in Indianapolis sleeping on the floor in a delayed um, bus terminal because it was so delayed there that I had to figure out like my life situation because I was just like, what am I doing here? And I think the, the pillar of light in that bus trip was I made friends with a lot of people. There was a guy, um, I was even delayed. I had taken a bus from Baltimore to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, where I was delayed. They delayed our bus by six hours. I met this guy who was on his way to get his CDL license in Denver. And I could just tell he wasn't happy and we became friends. He had an army bag. He was, he was, I think he was a retired military. I can't believe I'm remembering this. So he and I kind of became like the buddy system. We, he would watch my bags. If he had to go to the bathroom, I'd watch his bags. He would, he would tell me about his family and, you know, he had a daughter in college. Um, and, uh, when he found out I was a comic, he, he said he loved to go to the Comedy Zone in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, um, where I had legit just done my, f- I had just gotten my enough ovaries to even go sign up for the open mic in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania a couple weeks earlier. And it was just one of those like confirmations. I think when we take a leap of faith, we get these confirmations along the way. But even along this trip, I saw this dude, like, I could tell he didn't want to get his CDL license. And in fact, he told me how much he loved stand-up comedy and he played um, comedy for me. And I was like, you know what, dude, I think you're going to become a comic. And quite honestly, um, I still have his number, but I I know what happened was that Indianapolis 12 hours we created like this crew 
um, of like, hey, watch my bag, um, or just like checking in with each other. And they, it was mainly a dude's crew and then just me kind of doing my own thing. But I would occasionally check in on this like crew of guys that I, that were riding the bus with me because that's a whole other journey is, is people that ride the bus lines that in a, in the United States, it's not like being in another country where we have the, where they have a far better public transit system. This is a Greyhound bus line where there's convicts and, you know, mixed in with confused tourists that are like, why is this such a fucking, why is this such a rinky-dink situation? So, I'm, I know where it changed for me. And my sign was, I was in Indianapolis, in the Greyhound bus station, and for me, it the biggest sign was, I don't I don't know shit about Indianapolis, and and I've I've driven through there before because I've driven across the country, or I drove with my ex across the country to get to LA the first time, but we did not stop in Indianapolis. We just drove through. Um. And this is the first time I was like actually in the city and it kind of reminded me of Baltimore. It kind of was like, oh, this feels like Baltimore. And then, and I don't know shit about ball sports, but my sign was, I looked out, I went out, we only had like, it was snowing, it was icy, we were delayed and I needed to go outside and the bus station was not letting us really go outside for long, much like the quarantine. And there was this little corner of the Greyhound bus station also um, shared with their train station. So when any time a train went over us, it was just like chaos. But um, the Colts Stadium was right outside of the bus station. And so I would just sit and look at the Colts ball sports stadium and I don't care much like it 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 didn't matter to me like the only reason I would want the like the Colts is because they're horses so to me I just saw it as a symbol of like I'm just a horse (laughs) traveling across the country displaced from Baltimore or displaced from Laurel Maryland which is my home and I'm just this horse and I have to just recognize that I can do this journey and it doesn't matter if I'm delayed and it doesn't mean I need to go back and it's not a sign I need to turn back. It means I need to go forward. And the whole intuitive hit that I kept getting was to get to Denver and then I would know just to get to Denver, Colorado, which would be like the quote unquote halfway point and know that I would be okay by the time I got to Denver. And so as I go through this journey of, and there were more like have, you know, have just mishaps even getting through um St. Louis Missouri and um god I can't remember the other name of the town I'd have to look at my ticket and I don't know where which journal I put that ticket in but 
when I got to Denver, Colorado, um, they also delayed the bus again. So they delayed the bus for snow. We had to go through snow through another town, Topeka. That's it. Topeka, Kansas. Oh, fuck. Even before I got to Denver, Topeka, Kansas, and then some weird fucking town where we had a pee break, the bus broke down again because, oh, in Indianapolis, I didn't even say this, there was an ice storm, but the bus also that we took, they had to get a wheel replaced because the wheel exploded or or the tire, one of the tires on the bus, which we still were driving on a flattened tire. We made it to Indianapolis. And then by the time we got to Topeka, everything was snowy. And then in some random fucking town, I don't remember, in fucking Kansas, we stopped at a McDonald's and were delayed again um, for like five or six hours. And they had to replace the bus to even get to Denver. But the bus had to come from Denver. So we had to wait for a bus to replace to even get from the city that we were trying to get to. So it was a very spiritual journey just to even get from Baltimore through Pittsburgh to Indianapolis to Topeka, Kansas. I don't remember my geography right now, but I do remember St. Louis was actually a very like calm place to be, even though that was also delayed. Um, but by the time... I got to Denver, I was like, what now, you know, (laughs) what now am I going to work through? And, um, you know, along the way, there were people that were, got to their destinations already. And those were still, and, but that Indianapolis trip was interesting because stop, I mean, because I met people going to Texas. I met people who worked for Walmart. I met people who worked for um, oh, that gets me back to, this is why I might need a co-host. Um, when I was in Indianapolis, there was this guy that was there and he was on a different bus line than me, but he was going to the same place. And ultimately the reason why I was like, I think this is my sign. He was the manager of the surf shop in Santa Monica, California, but he said it was kind of on the border of Malibu and Santa Monica. And I said, oh shit, this is where my journey needs to go again. I need to go to LA. But I didn't really make that decision quite until later on. But as I went through this journey, The reason why Santa Monica is so important to me is because when I was in Baltimore in 2017, I had left New York City. I had lost all my money. I was doing stand-up comedy, but I had quit for a whole year. And what brought me back was I had to move to Maryland again at the age of 31 and move in with my parents because I had lost all, I had just, everything was lost, money, my dignity, my everything. And I feel 
that that's where I really restarted stand-up comedy. I had been doing comedy since 2013 with a year off from 2016 to 2017. I had been doing okay, but any time I started going forward, I kept hitting these walls and these walls and these walls and these walls. And it was depression and trying to commit suicide and and doing and all of these things, all these, I'm not, you know, all the things that go through a woman's mind in a, in a in this sport of stand-up comedy. I'm not good enough. I'm not pretty enough. I'm not funny enough. I'm not marketable enough. I'm not all the things that 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 all the things that fuck with your brain when you're trying to just follow your dream. And the one thread that kept me going through was my best friend. I will call him my best friend, my mentor, my best friend, just my deep, like my kinship friend, I'd say, Joseph Rocha, who kept checking in on me. I was walking dogs in Brooklyn, and he just kept checking in. Even when I was done, he kept reminding me that I'm a comedian. He kept checking in and making sure that I was doing okay. He kept he kept me on point. And so I left New York City living in Baltimore and started my comedy journey again in the beginning of August. I don't remember it's the first, second, or third of August of 2017, but I got on stage again. I had done one stage before I left New York in Brooklyn at a friend of mine's bar show. Um in Bushwick, Brooklyn, my friend Jody from also Denver, and um, I did her show, improved it, was insane on stage, still have the recording, it's the most, it's kind of like this podcast right now, it's just all over the place, but it led me back to comedy, and in August of 2017, I started stand-up, and had the most gut-wrenching love betrayal of my life, which is probably part of why a huge piece of why stand-up comedy was not in my life for a long time because of a partnership I had where my ex, who was an astrologer, said I'll never be a comic and I'll never make it as a comic. And I really took that shit to heart. I really took that shit to heart and I really listened to him and I let that man, not even that man, I let that boy make me think I was something I was not. And that gets me to the love wound because that is the love wound, is codependency and trying to please somebody who's never going to love you the way that you want or need to be loved and yet trying to conform to their ideals and recognizing later on in life that they were just too scared to see somebody thrive and make their dreams happen because their own dreams couldn't fucking happen. That's why I'm doing this fucking podcast. And then I have another story, but I might do that as a second podcast. In fact, I'm going to write it down as a note as I'll talk about the people who parked in front of the house I I am in um, right now. I don't want to do that right now because I'm still parked in front of house. 
because that's really the trigger of why I'm on this mic right now. Um, I'll get to that. And, but ultimately, you know, one of the most important pieces of this is a friend of mine who was a loving soul, loving heart, always had faith in me, always protected me when I was a comic in New York, up and coming, open micer, barker, um, on the street for stage time, ran it, ran my own open mic, did an open mic in Washington Square Park. He was there for me every fucking Sunday. And um, on August 22nd, he died of pneumonia. And I wasn't there for him. And my friend St. Jean Carmel was. And he was the most important supporter of my life because my love wound, the mother of all wounds, I had been in denial that I was even a stand-up comic and a lot of being a stand-up comic was kept a secret from my family and is still kept a secret from my family. They, they acknowledge it now, but they didn't before and so I just kept those lives separate. Family life and comedy life have always been kept separate and even to the point that I have no family in a lot of ways, no biological family, really, that other than certain people that have supported me over the years. Um, But that's why I love comedy. It created this family and ultimately created this podcast and ultimately created this voice that I'm healing right now. You can hear that I do have vocal issues. And it is my wound, is my voice, because my heart is my voice. My heart and my throat chakra are are connected, and apparently my stomach as well. So there is a, there is a deep wound there. But when Joseph Rocha passed away, um, I don't even want to get into that because that's on my old podcast, Solar Plexus and Chill. I'm, I'm retiring that podcast, if I can say that. I'm evolving past that podcast. Or if that podcast needs to come into play again, I'll maybe record an episode on it when I want to. I still have the account open. I deleted a few episodes, but I'm going to let it sit on iTunes and Spotify and Anchor for as long as it needs to. Um, And for anybody coming in new, you can go back, Solar Plexus and Chill. There are interviews on there. There are experiments on there. (laughs) But for now, I do need to heal this wound. And right now I'm going to have to push my voice. So I just have to drink water. Because this is because of the desert sand. Where I'm, my home is Maryland. It's humid, usually. It's humid weather. And New York is humid weather as well, but it's so fucking polluted in New York. I also used to lose my voice in New York, too. But... Now I need to figure out, here I have eucalyptus here, I'm just going to 
use some eucalyptus as well. Okay, just breathe it out. Is there anything? Oh, the one thing I do want to leave on this first episode is Venus, the planet of love, is about to go into the retrograde cycle. And a retrograde cycle is an editing period. So basically, I'm putting this podcast up before Venus goes retrograde, but while she's in her shadow period, with the idea that this is a stories of Venus experiment. So these are just the stories of a woman or the women that I bring on here or the dudes that I think I, you know, I I mainly want this podcast to be extremely vaginal, like it's going to be vaginal juices all around, but like uh, Mushrooms told me is to be very, very open and very, very, you know, just allowing of the good men in the world. So if there is a man on this podcast, he's a good dude. Like, he's a dude I really think is really good and really safe and really protective. And um, if, if that happens on this podcast. So I'm still trying to go as I go because right now the mother wound is getting healed, which is not just my mom, but everybody's mother wound is getting healed. Right now the earth is getting attacked by a bi- biological weapon, whether we see it or not. And so that's kind of what's happening is that's my role here. That's what mushrooms told me is that I have to work with this medicine very carefully and be a warrior and be a proponent of this mother healing because I'm ultimately healing whether or not I would like to be a mother one day. I always wrote that off and mushrooms were like, don't write it off. Give yourself a chance. Um give yourself a chance to be a mom, which I was always like, well, I don't have time because I'm pursuing comedy. And uh, mushrooms are like, you can do this. So I, I have to give, I have to give that a chance. And um, a lot of the piece of this, this, um, process in in COVID life in quarantine life is that a ton of my friend my my deep 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 friends that I came up and stand up with that we've and even friends I've made along the way through astrology we're connecting again we're talking on the phone we're having conversations we're having deep conversations again which is why I stopped doing solar flexes and chill because I was on the phone with my friend Brooke who's a comic, Brooke Arnold, who I think is everybody just needs to check her out because she has gone through the mother of all wounds and I'm, I'll have her on hopefully if she, she would like to explain she was on solar plexus and chill, her, her episode's on there so you can check that out I'm never taking those down, her episode's down um, but, and my friend Kristen Bailey, who I won't, I, she was also on Solar Plexus and Chill. I, I don't ever want to take her episodes down. She's Lady of the Lamps on Instagram. These are the story. These are our stories. 
these are Venus stories. And as Venus goes retrograde between the 13th of May and June 25th, we are all healing these love wound stories, these neighbor wound stories, these sibling wound stories, these communications that we have in our love life. And ultimately, that's what I'm healing during Venus Retrograde. So I'm going to try and do a podcast every day um, if I feel like it. Because I've been trying to conform to the patriarchy, which is like, you have to do this on this day from 9 to 5 and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, I can do it. I can do it. I can work hard. But there's different ways to work hard. And I think that that's what I'm also healing. My fucking hormones, my cortisol levels are so high. I've gained weight because of it. And it's not even because I don't eat right. It's because of being a comic and eating a ramen soup instead of eating kale with peas that clears up my digestive system that or even relaxing and going for a long walk which is why I'm in the desert right now I need my fucking space and my fucking time and I need to take my time back so you know it if 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 it resonates with me I'll record a podcast on that day I do want to do a at least one a week it's going to be more than one a week I can feel it and especially during Venus retrograde I need to talk this shit out and I might not I might have guests on during Venus retrograde who also need to talk this out um but I will say this the days of the week are very prominent to the energies of of what's going on so you know the days of the week Monday is for the moon which is ultimately for the mother the astro cycles um Monday should be a rest day for everybody. I think it's interesting that the comedy store, it is the rest day Monday at the comedy store. The, mon- the, the, the comedy store is very much built around that model of the matriarch. So, you know, I am a matriarch in training and I'm a strong fucking matriarch. Don't like that is something I'm also learning through mushrooms is like, I'm a matriarch. Listen to me. Listen to my words. In fact, boys listening to this if there's a man listening to this we've been listening to you guys for so long I've been listening to podcasts and comedy and I've not listened to female comics other than my friends on stage because that's another wound I'm healing is the wound of jealousy and competition like there's some really fucking awesome comics out there that I just haven't given been had the time to give the time to like one is you know there are comics that I came up or coming up with that I just think are brilliant I think Patrice DeVoe is a fucking brilliant comic out of Richmond Virginia and she is incredible like these are people that I fucking love and we just aren't heard right now because the system has gotten so fucking convoluted it's exhausting so I'm not even gonna label when I, ha- when I was setting up this, co- this podcast, I didn't put this under comedy. I put this under spirituality. This is a spiritual wound. This is a sharp wound. And I'm going to talk about astrology because it's important. I'm a channeler. I talk to dead people. I do all that shit. And people hire me and pay me for it. That's how I got this fucking house and my fucking car. 
So I've also been denying about, uh, denying that piece of my life as well. And okay, so Monday's moon day. Tuesday is Mars day, which is the masculine action-based energy. Tuesday is, should actually be the first day of the week for working. Tuesday is that impetus energy. It's the sacred dick, if you think about it. The sacred cock. Um, ruled by Mars. Mars is Aries. Mars is also Scorpio. The moon can be in whatever fucking sign she wants to be, by the way. Because that's how she works. But she works in cycles. And even the picture I have for this podcast is of the moon over the desert in the sky which the patriarchy is the sky or ultimately the protector grandfather or father sky should be protecting mother earth but right now what we're finding is that father sky and not the good dudes but the system is fucking over the planet which is why this fucking virus exists to begin with, y'all. Anyway, so Monday, Moon Day, Tuesday, Mars Day. Mars is going to go retrograde this summer, so we have a Venus retrograde, Mars retrograde. I'm not going to talk about that right now. I will talk about that when it's time to talk about that. Because that's also part of the wound as well. Is that, And I think my lesson and a lot of people's lesson is that good dudes exist. I think that's what, hopefully... That's at least what I've gathered. There's probably going to be other aspects to it, but I hold hope and faith that good dudes exist. And so I'm putting that out there from Mars retrograde because it's going right over my Venus. And I will give you guys that lesson firsthand because we're all going through that lesson. We're going through Venus first, then Mars. Wednesday, ruled by Mercury, the planet of voice. Mercury's also going retrograde. I will get to that when that's time. Mercury is the planet of voice. Very good for communications, communicators. And if I record on a Wednesday or put this out. So this podcast is recorded on a Sunday. Going out on a Monday. I'm recording it when my card of destiny is in the page of swords. So right now I'm just swinging my little sword. But I'm putting it out on a Monday to protect me. Because we just had a full moon in Scorpio. And in fact, the podcast art right now that I have going, I'm probably going to change it, is of the moon, the full moon in Scorpio rising. So it's just that full moon rising over the land and purging us of our wounds and helping us step into our power. So I'm working with her. To help me flush out my fears. And this this is my fear. So if I put the podcast out on a Monday, I'm working with my moon wounds. If I put it out on a Tuesday, I'm working with my Mars wounds. If I put it out on a Wednesday, I'm healing my throat chakra, my Mercury wounds. If I put it out on a Thursday, I'm embracing my Jupiter, which is my generosity, which is usually when I would maybe put out a gratitude podcast, but I'll put out whatever the fuck I feel. How about that? Jupiter is the planet of benevolence, um, marriage, um, 
abundance can also be associated with the new moon. So maybe I'll work with the new moon on a Thursday. We'll see what happens. Friday is Venus Day. Generally not a day that people like to release things because it's considered the end of the week. And that means that Venus is like a rest day. But if I put on a podcast on a Friday... I really, really am deep in my Venus. My Venus is in Aries, which is ruled by Mars, so I'm kind of a boy-girl, girl-boy, tomboy type, but if I put the podcast out on a Friday, that is healing my Venus, and for everybody listening, like, look where your placements are, because that's what the days of the week are going to reflect in your chart as well. Saturday is Saturn's day. My moon is conjunct Saturn. If I put out a podcast on a Saturday, that's some like organizational stuff I need to do. Maybe I'll do interviews on Saturdays. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll just record them on Saturdays. Who knows? And then, and, and Saturn is the father. So father wounds, um, and then also the protection of the father, the protective father, and Saturn, we have our Saturn returns, so that's all Saturn, not we're having our Saturn returns on Saturday, but that's the energy of Saturday, it's a strong working day, our authority figures, same with Sunday, Sunday is technically not a rest day, it's actually a day we should get our shit done, And it's ruled by the sun, and the sun is the warmth and power, but also the divine masculine. So if I do a podcast, which I am recording now on a Sunday, it means that the sun is embracing the moon. My sun is in Aries. So I'm really holding my, you know, my fire, but check where your sun sign is and see what Sunday means to you. Because that's how it's going to resonate for you on a Sunday. But I think that's good. That's a good 46 minutes. That's a fucking lot. I thought I was going to do 15 minutes. So I hope everybody is doing okay. Sending love to everybody. Sending love to... uh, We're all essential here. I think that's the other thing that the media is trying to make us feel is none of us are essential that aren't nurses or grocery store workers or but we're all essential and I appreciate those who are in the medical field or working at a grocery store right now fuck if something happens I'm going to end up needing to, to work at a grocery store but for now I'm okay um and uh and that, that's that's how we are. We are all fucking essential. So just to remember that, because I think that's what that's what the bad the, the, the bad part of the patriarchy is trying to fuck with our minds on this. And it's all a mental thing as Venus goes into Ge- or goes retrograde in Gemini. It's all about controlling your mind and how you want to receive that. So thank you for listening to the first episode of the mother of all wounds. Love, 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 love. Bye.